0: Leadership File, on Premier.
1: Welcome to the Leadership File, your weekly show inspiring you to lead for Christ, wherever you are. I'm Andy Peck, your host, thanking you for joining us, and whether you're listening live or one of the many thousands who listen via the podcast, it's great to have you along. If you're new to the show, we're reminded the show is available on demand via premierradio.com ...or via iTunes or Podbean. And my aim with the shows is to provide knowledge, skills and attitudes for a Christian to lead... ...so that God's work is advanced. So do continue to join us and God helping us, we will flourish in his ways. So to this week. It won't have escaped your notice that the numbers in higher education have risen in recent years... Figures have doubled since 1992 with now 2.34 million students made up of one and three-quarter million undergrads and just over half a million postgrads. The sector is predicting a 10% growth in student numbers over the next four years. Student years are key times for people to consider issues surrounding the meaning of life, which is why student ministry is such a fruitful area of ministry, with many groups looking to support Christian students in their witness on campus. I'm delighted to say I'm joined this week by Dave McNee, who works for UCCF, the Christian Unions, the largest student ministry working on UK campuses. And Dave oversees this team of students working in the southeast of England, and I have a particular interest as I was a staff worker in this patch myself in the late 80s and early 90s. So welcome, Dave. Great to have you along.
0: Great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. Uh,
1: So your journey into this work? Uh, Yeah, so
0: I... Started out basically as a student who is excited about Christianity. Mm. Um, so came to university from having grown up in Warwick and then um, had a, took a gap year out to where I worked with BMS World Mission overseas right, for a year. Okay. And so turned up at Southampton University as an undergrad when I was 19 years old, just full of excitement about Christianity and just absolutely loved all the opportunities that uni life gave me In a broader sense, I'd loved uni, but loved all the opportunities it gave me as well to live out as a Christian, to share my Christian faith that I was super excited for when I turned up at uni. And so I find a really natural home in the life of the Christian union because it was a whole load of people who were doing exactly the same thing, who were loving being at university and who were loving talking about Jesus with their mates at university. And so then through my three years, four years, including a master's at uni, super involved in the CU, and so then when it came towards graduation time, uh, someone from UCCF said, hey Dave, we've got this little thing you should think about doing after you graduate, and um, it sounded awesome, and so I said, yeah, sure, and then, but well, that was in 2011, and it's 2019, and I'm still working for UCCF, wow. so it's mm. kind of just been, a, been a, a fun ride ever since. Sure, and,
1: and, and your subject? That you I did studied?
0: environmental sciences at university, mm. Um. so... Um, that's kind of just something I wasn't sure what I wanted to go into long term when I mm. started as a student. Um, I was a scientist by kind of skill at school, did kind of my A-levels in biology, chemistry, maths, those kind of things. And so I thought nature is something I find interesting, mm. science is something I'm good at, I'll study that. Um, and then did a master's in it as well, where I specialised in the evolutionary biology of fish. Oh, well. Which, like any master's, is... The capacity to make any subject you're interested in studied to the depth where it becomes boring. So.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Sorry to hear that. But, uh, <laughs> but obviously, the environmental areas are kind of, you know, very much in the news. So, yeah, yeah. Since those days. Yeah,
0: it has been. I guess it's from my perspective, it, there was a weird lull in environmentalism between my time at university and. The kind of recent uprising, I think you've seen. Like, I, I, got off the train in London a couple of weeks ago and walked out of the tube station into an Extinction Rebellion uh, oh, right, protest, yes. which I found quite exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. And there was yeah, so there was. It felt like there was a real, a weird lull around environmentalism as a cause, yeah. and more broadly in society, but also of Christian concern. Um, and so it's. i I think it's great to see the the profile rising again, mm-hmm. and. Um, and people being concerned about our kind of godly call to stewardship of the environment and caring about those kind of things.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, and many listening will have some experience of university life, perhaps. Uh, and many have been involved themselves in the CU. But what's it like being part of a CU today? Because we hear various stories about some places it being quite tough. Mm. Uh, what, would, what would it be like in the southeast? Yeah,
0: I guess university changes very rapidly in some ways and then doesn't change at all in other ways. And so some people who are listening who may have been to university 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago would wander back into a university today and there would be some things they would think are exactly the same the nature of student life being this melting pot of people from different backgrounds and the kind of exchange of ideas that goes on between students as they're thinking through what they believe and deciding what kind of people they want to be those are things that I don't think have changed that much but it's kind of scratched beneath the surface of a lot of things of student life and there's a lot of kind of cultural things that really have changed very rapidly even in the last kind of 5 or 10 years so the the historic idea that you live, breathe and eat in a community at university has really disappeared in it for a lot of students' experience. So the experience that students might have had years ago where they came to university like I did and was on a corridor of 17 people um, who had a shared kitchen together and who were living in catered halls and we lived in a hall where we were sharing life with one another mm. all the time. You were kind of thrown into this. Sounds pot. like
1: my experience. Yeah, get yeah. to know
0: loads of people, mm. eat in a big, um, eat in a big room with a load of other people every day. Meet people all the time. Super social engagement. For a lot of students, that has drastically changed now. There's more and more student accommodation where the corridors are far far smaller. So instead of 17 students, you're living with fewer than seven. Um, but even within that, that the amount of self containment there is within university living accommodation just means that your doors are closed, closed, and closed, and closed, and closed far more and more and more. And so that's means that university experience for a lot of people is way more isolating than it mm. was before. And I think that's it's probably a deeper change than people probably want to admit a lot of the time university is an enormous social experience because you know traveling away from home and the freedom of mm. being your own person and it still is an enormous social experience but the dynamics of that social experience have changed a lot and that will obviously have an impact on the life and breadth of a christian union won't it because mm. a cu is going to be an expression of community within the community of the university that's in so as the community of the university changes so mm. the the cu changes and it has to be that little bit more kind of crafty in order to mm. create community in a environment where community is becoming harder to create mm. that at the same time the thing, the exciting thing about that is it it provides a really unique opportunity for a CU mm. um, when a CU in a university that is increasingly lonely is an increasingly welcoming group of people who break down those barriers mm. that everybody else seems very quick to put up That's a phenomenal witness and a great welcome to loads of students, whether they're Christian or not, who Mm. just want to meet people and have friends and experience community and along the journey can think about the bigger questions of life and think about Jesus and get to see whether that's something that they think is going to be part of their future and their university life as well.
1: Uh, and the kind of approaches to evangelism that having track that have traction these days is, uh, I mean, the old days was gorilla Christian was one thing, yeah. and apologetics talks and uh, evangelistic supper parties, yeah. evangelistic Bible studies. I don't know if these are yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. still. I guess in some ways the the way in which evangelism is most successful isn't a reinvention of the wheel, is it? Because right. it's something that's been going on for 2,000 years of church history. Mm. Often what it is is a refining of those things to make them mm. consu- contextually relevant mm. in the universities in which we're working with mm. at the moment. I think probably the the, the CUs that see um, their witness being most effective is where there's a really effective marriaging of like three different parts of evangelism which is where public proclamation is done really well really Mm -hmm. persuasively that that people get to hear the the good news about Jesus Mm. told to them but where also there is a smaller work where authentic community Mm. is both an expression of Christianity and somewhere Mm. that people can get into that there is a community of believers on campus as part of the CU that it's just a really low-walled community and so people can access that Long before they've decided whether they want to believe in the whole Christian thing or not, and then thirdly, where the kind of honest witness of a friend to a friend, a brother to a brother, and the simple action of you know a CU student who is sat in a lecture with a friend of theirs and says, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want to come along to this thing? Or have you ever thought about this? Or, or inevitably in student life, the the one a.m. conversation after a night out and somebody." wants to chat about the deeper questions of Mm -hmm. life and you end up chatting till 3am and all the kind of things that that people like you and I have wry smiles about when we think back to doing those in our university years
1: and students still do today. Sure no absolutely yeah yeah. Um, uh, and some universities have other Christian groups on campus so just you know doing slightly different things perhaps I just wonder how well they get on with each other yeah Um, certainly in the southeast you can obviously talk about
0: yeah i guess well one of the things that's i think a real importance to us if in taking our ministry seriously and wanting as many people as possible to hear about jesus is that we need to contend for unity Mm. wherever there's an opportunity to of going we want to be drawing people together from different backgrounds from different expressions of church from different theological positions uh, to say hey we're, we're all going to concede ground here we're all going to give up some of our like precious little things because we have a really precious really big thing that we want to kind of unify mm. around and i guess it's fundamentally that's a taking seriously of what jesus said in john 17 isn't it of going mm. we want to this our expression of christianity on campus to be a CU that has people from all sorts of different backgrounds in it because we believe what Jesus said when he said that people will know by the extent to which we love one another and that love for one another can't be a kind of cursory nod we need to we need to actually be a community that is doing that and expressing that and yeah so I think the the most effective way of doing evangelism on campus is always going to be when there's that kind of effective expression of unity going on and so yeah it's it's great to have other groups on campus as well who are if, you know, if they're preaching the gospel, if they're telling people about mm. Jesus, then brilliant, thumbs up, I'm happy to have them around. But I hope, I hope that what we can do is work together all the time and yeah. be a kind of visible expression of that unity that Jesus wanted us to have all along.
1: Sure. Well, we, you're listening to Leadership Far with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dave McNee, who works with uh, UCCF uh, as, a, as a kind of team leader of uh, a group of uh, staff workers in the southeast of England. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Dave Mcnee. Uh, Dave works with UCCF, uh, the largest student ministry working on UK campuses. Uh, he oversees the staff team in the southeast of England, a number of universities uh, just kind of south of London, uh, kind of Kent, Surrey, Hampshire uh, area. And uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into the leadership dimension, if we can, the second sure. half, Dave. Um, I mean, Ben, many will know that historically UCCF has been a student-led movement. Um, So how do you talk about leadership today and the way your staff are deployed and and the way, therefore, uh, students continue to lead or the degree to which they're able to lead?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for those of you who are listening who don't have any experience of a CU, I think it's worth noting CUs Mm. are led by students. They Mm. are student. It's one of the ways in which CUs are really authentic and indigenous within their universities. Mm. It's a CU that is built and run and led by the students okay. in it and so the work of UCCF is in so many ways is in supporting those student leaders of going yeah I can consider myself and the team I lead as leaders but I think the most important and influential leaders in UCCF in any given moment in time are the student leaders and so our work really is about supporting those student leaders um, it's it's seeing our role in the, that kind of mark tenian, Kind of way that Jesus talked about that those those who are great in the world want to kind of flex and use their muscle to kind of exert themselves over others, but that shouldn't be so against amongst you. The those who wish to be great among you need to be servants of all, um, and so that's what our ministry is about. Really, is being servants of the students who we're leading, mm-hmm. and so what does that look like? I um, I tend to use four C's to describe what we do a lot okay. of the time. Um, a lot of that is just cheerleading, being the kind of first people to say to students, you're doing a great job, You're to be just really encouraging people. It's about co-working, about getting alongside students, getting our hands dirty with them, um, getting, uh, getting to be part of the life and breath of the CU. It's about coaching, so it's about helping students to, mm. to know things they didn't know, to be able to see things that they hadn't seen. And then it's catalytic as well. It's helping stuff to happen, oh. That might not have happened as quickly, or might not have happened at all, if there weren't UCCF mm-hmm. staff there, building and growing mm-hmm. and serving the kind of CU that they're around. Yeah,
1: and, th- and that kind of missional focus, that almost apostolic focus, is you know is um, gets into the DNA of people in mm-hmm. a way that that actually is very kind of connects well with with other areas of ministry. That is what missionaries should be doing. Yes, yeah. is. is is in a- enabling people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's one of the great privileges of of UCF ministry in lots of ways is that you get to work alongside and with some really phenomenally gifted young people, mm. and instead of just doing it all, you get to see them learn to grow and do, mm. and the kind of phenomenal like phenomenally steep curve of growth that you get working with students and you get to see that happen over three or four years as they're undergraduate students and mm-hmm. the ways in which they're able to do things in their third mm. and fourth year that they would have never dreamed of being able to do. No. Uh,
1: and this particular role as a, a kind of team leader, yeah. uh, it has particular nuances to it. What were what, what the challenges? What are the blessings of that?
0: Yeah, so I have seven staff who are based in regions all across the southeast, mm. kind of spread across, like you say, uh, Hampshire, Surrey, Sussex, Kent kind of area.
1: And no, I, left, I left Sussex out. Sorry, that's Sussex. That's OK. <laughs> I'm sure Sussex
0: will be gracious in uh, being forgotten. And... And then a bunch of interns as well, who are those. And so a lot of my work is with those staff and then those staff do most of the kind of on-the-ground work with their students. I um, When students ask me kind of what do I do, because they don't see me, well, I'm working with like 15 different CU's, they're not mm. going to see me on a particularly regular basis. I kind of tell a, a jokey kind of answer to that question is if, you, um, if you're if you in a CU meeting and the, the door bangs open halfway through the meeting and a witch flies in, on a broomstick and starts flying around the kind of room that you're having your CU meeting in, I'm the guy that the CU calls. (laughs) Um, And so I guess uh, one of the big elements to my, to my work um, is half jokingly, is the kind of crisis management in CU's when Mm. things, when things go a bit wrong or Mm. get a bit, um, a bit high tense, which they can do uh, in kind of a, a Christian community that's seeking to be a really good expression of, the multiple local churches that all of the different CU members are part of in a secular institution like a 21st century mm. university you have exposure to all sorts of different pressure points mm. that can kind of flare up the different voices and so sometimes I'm kind of rushing around to trying to sort mm. out those crises but it's actually a kind of the actually an element of the the job I do the leadership I do that I really enjoy okay. um, I've always really enjoyed peacemaking mm. I've really enjoyed kind of going into those situations and be- being able to help people see how we can find a path forward. And you mm. feel like you're making a difference as well. In this kind of thing, so no, I really sure. enjoyed
1: that. Uh, and we've heard that, um, you know, universities' stance on on groups is such that that, that you know, every group has to be open to everyone and therefore mm-hmm. because CU's are exclusive to Christians or to those who adhere to a particular doctrinal basis, then sometimes students can struggle to find rooms on campus. Is that still an issue some places or not?
0: Uh, it can be so, but um, it really... Varies massively from one student okay. union to another, from one university okay. to another, and then even within that can vary hugely from one year to another. One year you see might have a sabbatical officer in the university who's really sceptical, really critical of Christianity, and okay. has got some there's historic bad things, mm. and so they don't want the CU to have any room to move in the university. And then the following year. Mm. It's a former member of the CU who's that sabbatical <laughs> right. officer in the university, right. and yes. everything changes very quickly. So mm. things can change really rapidly in those kind of terms.
1: So, uh, just a more general question about the 18 to 30s age band generally, which is underrepresented within the UK church. Mm. Um, you know, the big church listeners listening, how can they best support and assimilate people in this age, especially students?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is true. There's various bits of kind of numbers kicking around, aren't there, about the kind of Mm. the underrepresentation of that kind of eighteen to thirties, and even then, like when you kind of split that up a little bit, because the, I guess the one of the challenges that we all face at the moment is that that eighteen to thirties bracket is almost too big because the the top end of that bracket is the millennials like me, and the bottom end of that bracket is the Gen Zers, and I think there's some. I don't think we've really yet worked out the depths of how profound the difference between those generations sure, sure. is going to be yeah, yeah. Um, all my students think I'm old uh, which I find deeply offensive obviously <laughs> but um, but that's the the mm. case of it I guess the um, one of the things that I think we need to be well a few of the things that we need to be really good at doing as Christians seeking to love and serve those kind of people in that 18 to 30s age bracket we need to be great cheerleaders of them because if they are a kind of underrepresented, Um, group within church life it means that a lot of them are in schools in universities in workplaces where they are the only person or one of very few people who is doing Mm. that and I think it's just really important we're great cheerleaders that like if you're moving from university life to graduate scheme life and you have got real genuine friends from your time at university who you know through church who are people who have been through that graduate scheme life who have been professionals Mm -hmm. who have done the kind of industries that you're in or a totally different industry but just know what professional life is like then those kind of friendships the experience of knowing those people I think can have a really profound effect on the sustainability of not sustainability is the wrong word isn't it but the ease with which you can transition Mm -hmm. from one area of life to another and I think that makes a really big difference for people Mm -hmm. um and I think the third third thing we should really help people who are in that 18 to 30s bracket do is to think through how christianity is a worldview. that it's not just a a thing you do on a sunday it's a way of seeing the whole of life Mm. through different lenses because that means that then people aren't aren't just christians who happen to do a certain job or happen to be at a certain university or happen to go to a certain school they are they are christians in those places they, are, they look at their, their careers their university studies their place where they live through that Christian lens they see that Jesus has something to do with every part of their life and I think that is a profoundly important thing for people who are living in a minority who mm. are
1: underrepresented and those kind of things mm. uh, Fabulous well sadly time's almost defeated us though but just uh, books or resources that you found particularly helpful
0: I think on evangelism amongst people who are kind of in that student age bracket where they have a lot of questions and thinking things through. I think uh, Tim Keller's uh, "Making Sense of God" is outstanding. Mm. If you want to understand the kind of the student zeitgeist and student thinking patterns a little bit more, I found particularly helpful the writings of Jonathan Haidt and uh, James K. Smith's stuff on the kind of secular world that we live in. Um, and if you want to uh, kind of a little plug for a UCCF thing. If you want to re- like see what student life is like on a more regular basis and hear a bit about that, we have a student ministry mailing list called Connect. And so if you head to uccf.org forward slash connect, you can get uh, pumped a bunch of resources um, in a really kind of concise little email every month or so that is just really helpful in understanding the student world.
1: Fabulous. And, and uh, just a chance to say uh, – the, the the staff that you um, you know work with are obviously per, supported by others but but you all the time people are coming and going mm. and and obviously if, particularly if you have a heart for the university that that you're close to you might want to support the worker that that, that serves that
0: sure that, yeah that'd be brilliant um, so if you and if you want to do that, you can head to the UCCF website, head at uccf.org.uk. Mm. Um, and if you go forward slash pray, uh, there's a bunch of resources there that will, that will tell you about what's going on at particular universities. Two that might be particularly uh, interesting for people who either live near a university and you kind of want to know about how you can be supporting that work. Or if you want to know what's going on at your alma mater and you want mm. to be able to uh, kind of throw back the years in your prayer life. The, um, there's two resources that are really helpful there. One is called See You Friends. And so... Uh, on that uh, page of our website you can register as a CU friend of whichever university you like and you'll get a kind of three updates a year about what's going on in the life of that CU and the CU around it um, or if you just look for prayer letters on that bit of the website as well you can hear from the staff worker who is based at that university and that will kind of give you a little bit more detail about what's going on oh, behind the scene and the life of the staff worker and more about how you can support them if you want to be doing that.
1: Oh, Dave, well, it's been a, 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 a sheer thrill to, to chat with you and to, to hear the exciting things going on. So thank great, you so no, it's much. been great to be here and great to meet an old UCCF. <laughs> an old Buffer, yes, indeed. So you'll be listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by uh, Dave Mcnee. Uh, he's the um, team leader of the Southeast UCCF. And uh, do log on to Premier's website and listen to archived versions of the Leadership File. Uh, and as we close, the words of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.